Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Welcome to season two of Chillin' with Ice. I'm your host, Lori Fetrick, also known as Ice from the hit iconic show, American Gladiators. If you're new to the show, make sure you go back and listen to some of the funniest jaw-dropping behind-the-scenes stories from some of the original American Gladiators. In season two of Chillin' with Ice, you're gonna hear some real one-on-one conversations with pop culture icons, athletes, and lifestyle gurus, and that's just to name a few. We will be covering everything from 90s classic, fitness, anti-aging, to recent trends, and so much more. This podcast is where legends live on. Before we dive into our incredible episode today, I want to let you know that this is a self-funded podcast, and I would love your support. For the cost of a cup of coffee a month, you can donate to my Patreon page, and that would make all the difference in the world. For the small donation, you will get back so much in rewards, like you can watch all of my podcasts on video. I will have exclusive content like behind-the-scenes footage, a private Facebook group where you can interact with me directly and other VIP fans, a monthly Q&A, direct shout-outs and follows from me to you on your social media, and so much more. Find me on Patreon at Chillin' With Ice or click the link in the show notes now. Okay, let's dive in. We are chilling with ice. <laughs> My name is Lori Fetrick, and you are listening to Chilling with Ice. What's up? Hey, Jeff. Now, before we get started today, I have to have a disclaimer on ooh, this podcast. Ooh, what does this disclaimer say? Oh. Disclaimer, you're about to hear something so crazy. <laughs> I am not a doctor. I do not uh, pretend to know everything. This podcast is strictly my opinion my journey, my story. So therefore, with that being said, we're talking about Oh, you can't wait. Huh? No, I'm on the edge of my I seat. Know, exactly. Tell me, MD. This is an informational podcast for everyone. And maybe if this is not for you, you can send it to a friend um, or your girlfriend, your wife, or maybe you're just going to be interested in listening to this. We're going to talk about the Christmas gift that I gave to myself this year. Ooh, Santa came for you early. <laughs> Santa did come. We're going to talk about one of my favorite subjects, which is my boobs. Your boobs! <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite subject too. How'd you know? I know, right? I do love boobies. What I can't. I know. I do too. What can I say? Um, (laughs) (laughs) The one thing we have in common, people. I know. I know. (laughs) Now, over the holiday break, um, Uh I actually had to get my breasts redone. Okay. And so I took the time since you know everybody's out holiday break. It was perfect timing. Yeah. Now, let's talk about why I had to have them redone, mm-hmm. okay? Um, and for the haters out there, please don't get on my podcast and go, why didn't you just take them out? Why do you still have implants? Blah, 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 blah. I, I love my boobs. I do. I feel sexy. I feel good about myself. And I'm all about everybody feeling good about who they are in their own skin. So this is my own skin. 
and I love my boobs, so therefore, yes, yeah, I had to get them redone. Um, I had to get them redone because they were um, they were twelve years old. Okay. Um, they were losing volume, which means one was getting bigger than the other, mm, which was yep. not, you know, something that I personally like to look at. Um, and then the other thing is when I started going out for consultations, actually, I had one doctor tell me like, okay, so, you know, as we get older, surgeries get harder. Yes. Time is a factor. Yeah. Yes. Time is a big factor. And, and it's the healing process and how you go under anesthesia and all that kind of fun stuff. Because mm -hmm. the anesthesia, I was, um, my surgery was four hours. And okay. so you have to be healthy enough to go under anesthesia for four hours. So we did all the lab work and we did all that. And it's, it's interesting because of the fact that I actually never, ever thought that I would have to have them redone this soon. Oh, Let's put it I that see. Way. Yeah. And she told me this. She goes, if you do these now, she goes, I can make them look 75% better than they look right now. However, if you wait 10 years... I cannot make that promise. It gets harder. It gets way harder. Yeah. Things are going to start moving and changing and, and everything else. And so it's just, you know, let's just bite the bullet. Let's just do this now. Get them over with. And before we go on and talk about little things about how it happened and, and the surgery and definitely the recovery, you're going to love to hear this one. Um, I mean, these are, and I will say this on the air, the most prettiest beautiful set that I've ever had. Cool. She did an amazing job. Yeah. So happy. So I knew happy you, I them. knew there was something different about you when you came into the studio today. <laughs> I, I just couldn't, I just couldn't pinpoint it until right now. Exactly. You know, <laughs> and a lot of people are like, well, why are you doing that? Why are you doing implants? Why do you have your breasts done? Well, I'm a very muscular female. Mm -hmm. And when I was growing up, I had, I had no boobs. I was very flat chested. Mm -hmm. And my first year on Gladiators actually is when I did my first year. And then my second year in between taping, I went and actually had my boobs done. Okay. Now it wasn't peer pressure. It wasn't like, oh my God, okay, now I'm in the limelight. Now I'm a Gladiator. I have to get my boobs done. It wasn't like that because I really took the time to figure out why I why I'm even contemplating this. Why do am I even thinking about it? Again? Am I doing it for others? Am I doing it because I'm on TV? I actually came down to the conclusion I'm doing it for myself. Yeah. Because, That's why you should do such yeah. things anyway. You want to feel good about yourself. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I was 28 years old. I was competing. I was super muscular. I had no boobs whatsoever. I felt at times like a 12 year old boy. And it just wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't very sexy. It wasn't, you know. Yeah. Um, I know times have changed and everything, but, you know, it, it is what it is. And yeah. I did it for myself. I completely did it for myself. And totally. that was the big thing. Yeah. Um, and all the other American Gladiator ladies were getting them done, too. Absolutely. At this, yeah, you know, for themselves, I would hope. And I had to ask the question, you know, I, I thought about this later, is if I would have never gotten the Gladiator show, would I eventually gotten them done? And I'm going to say yes. Yeah. I would have. Yeah. There's no doubt. Yeah. Um, now, it's interesting because of the fact that, you know, a lot of people out there just take them out. Um, I have no regrets whatsoever. I mean, this Great. is something that, you know, I knew what I signed up for. So, yeah. How long know, was the how long was the uh, the entire recovery process? Well, we're going to get into that a little bit okay. here. And the, because of the fact that there are different ways that you can do these. So, um let's do this first and foremost. And that is let's, let's start with the number one thing that I do definitely recommend for people to do. And that yeah. is 
Let's hear it. Do your research. Do your research. Super Go to important. three to four different doctors, you know, and find out because every single doctor that I went to, by the way, had something different to say. How they would do them, where they would put them. Interesting. You know, um, what type of implant and everything. So um, <clears throat> I'm going to say this, and, and this is something that, again, it's a disclaimer, and that is <laughs> don't come after me with this. But I would say if you can help it, try not to, let's say, go across the border into Mexico and get your boobs done because, for one thing, it is for health reasons and risks. They're not they're not super strict like we are here, mm -hmm. you know, and it really does. I'm going to say this. You do get what you pay for. You yeah. really do. And I've had some some girls come to me with some horror stories, unfortunately. Oh, wow. That went out of the country and had them done. And, you know, they were like, oh, my God, I got them done for a thousand dollars. You know, and then yeah. year, uh, a year later, later, maybe they had infections. They had problems with them. So, yeah, that's kind of a, a one thing is just really, really do your research and, and be mindful, you know, of where you're going. Um, one of the best advice that I got from another doctor was because I met with one doctor and she was only 10 years out of school. I met with another doctor. He was 30, 35 years out. Now, interesting enough, um, one of the reasons why I had to have these redone was because the doctor that I went to in the very beginning, mm -hmm. so I was 28 years old, that set lasted 20 years, and they were saline solutions. So saline solution is just... Yeah, the little water... Yeah, exactly, yeah, like exactly. Water. Yeah. Um, like a sea salt um, type of saline solution. So yeah. if they leak, basically, it just goes into your body, and it's not a big deal. It's like somebody said that's like having a, a gal uh, I don't know, a quart of Gatorade or something. Yeah. But what happened after 20 years is I had a mammogram and obviously one squeezed a little bit more and uh, it started leaking. Yeah, it did. Now I'm <laughs> I'm bartending Jeff and I'm like I kept I kept adjusting my bras and my sports bras like what is going on with my tank tops? I kept adjusting and all of a sudden I looked in the mirror like a week later and I was like oh my god. I want a shot of tequila with a splash of saline, please. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, and so. Got you, sir. Yeah. And so, you know, I thought, okay, I'm going to go back to the same doctor that I went to when I had my, my first ones done because they were 20 years. They lasted 20 years. Yeah. Okay. Now, when I went to him, he was already kind of old. Mm -hmm. Now, think about it. 20 <laughs> years later. Yeah. I didn't do my research. I just thought, okay, he did such an amazing job the first time. Yeah. So by the time I went to him the second time to have him redo him, he must have been in his late seventies. Oh man, that was I'm gonna I'm gonna call that was my mistake. Yeah, because technology advances over Way over time. It advances, yeah. you yeah. know. And I saw his little handshake a couple times. <laughs> I was like, that was not a good choice. So uh -oh. regardless, I went in, I did the surgery, I came out, and I'm not even joking. One was bigger than the other. Whoa. And I went, Doc, you know, hey, what's this? He goes, oh, they're just swollen. Don't worry about it. And if they are in three months, come back. I'll redo them again. That's not what you want to hear. No, no. I don't want, I want to be able to leave and not have yes. to come back and enjoy my, my new set. Yes. Yeah. So three months later, and I actually went and I got a couple consultations and the doctors that I went to, they were like, well, hey, if he's going to do them free, have him redo them. Yeah. But again, hindsight's a bitch. So three months later, I went back in and I was like, uh, they're not changing. He goes, all right, I'll redo them, you know. And again, I should not have chosen that because I think I was his last patient and oh, then he whoa. retired. 
He wanted to do one yeah. more, one more, just, just one, one more. more. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know. I mean, in that field, there's always room for one more. I know. I, feel I like. think yeah. I could get one more in. You know. <laughs> so I mean, look, it it is what it is. You yeah. know, they 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 somewhat lasted 12 years. Yeah. You know. So when I started looking for a doctor this time around, I really started doing the research. And like I said, some were 30 years out. And this one um, doctor that I went to, she was 10 years out. And I was like, ooh, 10 years, that's not very long. Yeah. You know, I kind of actually went the opposite way. But then I spoke with another doctor who referred her. And she goes, Lori, what you're looking for is someone in a sweet spot of 10 to 15 years out of school. That is a sweet spot because mm -hmm. they're trying to prove themselves. They're up on all the that technologies. Yeah. They're up on all the safety protocols, everything. Yeah. And I was like, all right. All right, she's the one then. Yeah. So um, I did. I went to um, Dr. Men, and she's at the Breast Center in Beverly Hills. Cool. And you got to bring her on for the podcast. She was just such, and her bedside manner was so wonderful and made me feel so comfortable. Good. You know, um, so that was one thing. So definitely, definitely do your research on your doctors. Now, let's talk about this for a minute. Under and over the muscle. Mm. A lot of people, I mean... Some of the guys out there don't get bored with this podcast because we're talking about boobs, and I know this is one of your favorite subjects as Hashtag well. Hashtag boobs. <laughs> but under and over the muscle, it's a thing. Yeah. Now, when I got my first set done, it wasn't a thing. Nobody talked about under the muscle. Okay. It, was, it, was, it just wasn't a thing. So over time, like I said, you know, things evolved, like you said. Now they started going under the muscle because of the fact they said that it gave, here are the, here are the pros and the cons of under and over the muscle. Yeah, because it's all tissue up in there. Well, the pros of going under the muscle is when women get mammograms, it's, an, it's a better way to detect if there's any lumps. Okay, okay. so that definitely is one pro. Yeah. Um, the other way is they say that it gives a more natural look on top of the breast, the fullness. Mm. So if you get really lean as a person, you won't be able to see any of the implant whatsoever. Okay. <clears throat> Let's talk about the cons on this one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the cons on this is if you go under the muscle, you cannot move your arms for two months. Oh, whoa. Two months, you cannot move your arm from the side. One woman told me that she owned a sports car and she had to have people literally shut her car door for her for oh, two months. She couldn't God. even reach to pull the car door shut. You can't yeah. do those kind of yeah, things. Yeah, because you're stretching. You're, you're already starting to stretch it out exactly. a little bit and it's not fully right. coagulated, if that's the next Healing. Term. Healing <laughs> is, the, is the good one, Jeff. Healing. So um, I could, when they told me two months that I could not train for two months, that was the deal breaker right there. Yeah. I said, well, I can't a daily train thing for, for you. two months. They're like, no, huh? And that's a daily thing for you. Training. Exactly. Yeah. And even going on top of the muscle, which I opted to do. Yeah. I mean, it's a 30-day healing process, so I can't train as well. Mm. You know, so that's kind of like, yeah. I'm Jones and biting at the bit for this one. Yeah. However, um, the other reason I opted out not to go underneath the muscle, besides the fact that, A, it hurts like a bitch. The healing process is forever. Two months. Can't train. The other one is it's called an animation. What that means is an animation, especially for females that do a lot of training, you do engage your pectoral chest muscles even as a female when you train. 
Okay. So if I'm training an arm, okay, I'm like uh, an arm curl at one point in time, <laughs> the animation means that my chest is going to move up and down because of the fact that that chest muscle is engaging. So my boob is going to move up and down with that movement. And I'm like, mm, I don't think so. <laughs> I, that just is not for me. Yeah. And I've seen it happen in the gym before. I think I've seen ladies in the gym have have that. Literally, so I, I, their now, so now are next, moving no, up and yeah, down. Yeah, next time I go yeah. to the gym, I'm gonna remember. Yeah. you have animated boobies. Exactly, which <laughs> means that they went underneath the muscle. Got it. You know, but this for some good reason, for all these doctors want to go underneath the muscle. It's just so I don't get this. But yeah. Um, so, and here's the other thing: your boobs are not naturally underneath the muscle. Your boob tissue is not naturally under a muscle. So why? Yeah. I don't know. I just keep going with the... Yeah, because you have breast bones, right? I mean, that's what every human well, you have, being you has. You have the plates and the ribs and everything. Your muscle. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, tissue is over the bone. Yeah, so, ribs are just yeah. fat. Yeah. You know, basically. So it's just that. So it's it's just one of those things I was like, no, not yeah. gonna, I'm not going to do that. Now, here's the other thing I found out, and that is, ladies, if you go, my doctor never gave me the choice. My very first doctor, this doctor did, and that is... You get to pick your implant, meaning profile-wise. Oh. I did not know this in the very beginning. Like profile-wise, meaning like she was very, my doctor this time, she was very surprised of what she pulled out to replace. The implant was very wide and it was very, it was, it was short. So yeah. it was kind of narrow. So therefore, when you stood up, it had more of a, you know, you could see possibly the implant, which I was like, whoa, no wonder I didn't like these. Yeah. She goes, I'm going to replace these with a pro with a, a breast implant that's a little bit more narrow and a higher profile, which means that it fills out the tissue, which means it makes it look fuller. Yeah. I didn't know all this. That is so cool. Nobody knows this and they don't yeah. know to ask these yeah. questions. You need to see what type of implant you're looking for, you know. So there's textured implants, there's non-textured implants. That's a whole nother story. But it's the profile as far as the wide, the narrow, the high, the mid profile. Yeah, Find out what's right for your body. Yeah, exactly. Because you want something that, that works with the shape and size exactly. of your body and everything. Yeah. You know, Makes so sense. going into the vessel, that was not ever, that was not going to happen for me whatsoever. Um, yeah, the two months can't do that. Now, here's the interesting thing. I, I opted to do this time, Jeff, and that's called fat grafting. Fat grafting. Fat grafting. Okay. What that means is they pull fat from areas of your body and they will go up around the top of your breast, inside and maybe along the sides. Okay. Because my body's lean. And since my body was so lean, I didn't have a lot of fat tissue or a lot of tissue in my breast. So therefore, they pulled fat from like the sides, my upper thighs here, Okay. A little bit around my lower back. Mm -hmm. and, a little bit where um, the butt is, a little bit. I mean, that's where <laughs> most April goes like this, whatever you do, don't touch her ass. Yeah. Don't, don't touch her butt. <laughs> do, don't do slap my ass. Do not take fat from her butt. <laughs> Well, if they're touching your boobs, then it's like you're touching my bum, too. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't take it from there. So she goes, I won't touch your butt. So she pulled it from the sides. And, okay. and, and it's really, that's something else that's interesting that the fat grafting, I, I didn't know anything about it. But each doctor that I did go to said, yeah, we're going to have to do some fat grafting on top mm -hmm. because you are so lean. Yeah. And she said what they do is they just take the fat from other areas and they inject it all along the tops and insides of your boobs to okay. make it look full and natural. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, and it's all from your body anyway. And it's all from your own body. Yeah, so yeah. Fat grafting was um, that was that was kind of interesting. Like yeah. you know, you do get the bruises on the sides, and yeah. they're healing pretty good. And did it hurt? 
Um, I mean, you were on anesthesia, I guess, right? No, I, like I said, it was a four-hour surgery. Right. And um, so the surgery went really well. The fat grafting, I think they did that first. They harvested. They called oh, it well, they harvested. Fat. Whoa. <laughs> There's a whole jar with your name exactly. on it. And then she goes, you had some really good fat. And I was like, what did that mean? You know, <laughs> what's bad fat look like? Yeah, I don't you know. know. You see Fight Club? I don't uh, know. <laughs> but it's interesting. I have a, 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 a Polynesian like face turtle on my lower back. And she goes, oh, she looks, she goes, I'm so happy you have that tattoo because I'll just go through this tattoo. You won't even see any kind of scars and take some of the, the fat around your lower back. Oh, I'm like, perfect. I'm like, score, two for one. Take my love handles, take these little side saddles yeah. and put them in my boobs. Sign that's, me up. That's what's up. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> the bruising is, you know, the bruising is healed and everything. And, and the healing process on this is, is something else that, you know, it's kind of funny that I want to talk about because a lot of people don't know this as well. And... I've had people go, well, why didn't you just go to Texas? Why didn't you go to Florida? Why don't you know, it's way cheaper if you go out of state. Well, it's Beverly Hills. It where may be cheaper. However, the problem is, is after you have surgery like this, you're not supposed to fly for 30 days. Oh. So then what do you do after you get your surgery? Yeah. You can't fly for 30 days. So you're kind of, you yeah. know, in a and hotel the, And the drive like from, from Texas days? to here is a very long one. Because it's health risk. You can get like, you know, blood yeah. clots and, you know, things like that. Yeah. So it's like, screw that shit. You yeah. know, you're just going to pay the extra yeah. a little Be bit. Beverly Hills, baby, is right down the I street. Know. That's why everybody gets it. Come on. So, Jeff, they wanted me to, or the day after I was done, going to something for healing. And it's called the um, hyperbaric oxygen chamber. That is so How's that fancy. sound to you? It sounds kind of sound, crazy, it's, right? It sounds yeah, it sounds like you're you're being held against your will in some so kind of a chamber. <laughs> it's it is, it's a it's a great healing thing. It's a it's an amazing healing thing. But the problem is is it's like a small little submarine. Okay. You can sit inside of like it. Like a water tank. They pressurize it. Oh. So they literally shut this thing and they turn it like a submarine. It pressurizes for about 10 to 15 minutes. Then you put an oxygen mask on and you breathe in the oxygen for an hour and then you they depressurize the tank for about 10 to 15 minutes. Huh. There's like little windows and they put like um that like a little cool. iPad to where you can watch a movie or whatever to keep your mind occupied. Yeah. If you're this is not for the faint of hearts though. If you're any whatsoever claustrophobic <laughs> You got to take some type of it. Xanax, Ativan, something in order to keep your mind off of what you're doing and where you're at. Yeah. Because the thought that you cannot leave that chamber now yeah, kind of can put you in a panic. For sure. Yeah. So I did two sessions. My second, my third session, I was like maybe in there for 10 to 15 minutes. My blood pressure started going up. My hands started sweating. My heart started racing. Oh, whoa. And they give you a little walkie-talkie. And I'm like, um, so... <laughs> How quickly can I get out of this thing safely? <laughs> <You know? laughs> he goes, well, three minutes, three minutes, and it's going to hurt your ears, but we can go anywhere from five to ten. And I, well, okay, why don't we do six to seven? Yeah. So for six to seven minutes, you're occupying your mind not to have a panic attack. Yeah. And that's the scary thing. Wow. However, wow. the benefits of that oxygen chamber is insane. I mean, it, it is like... I, I had to put these down because of the fact that it's like it supplies 100% oxygen inside this chamber. It heals um, damaged tissue to helping your body grow new skin, blood vessels, connective tissue. Um, I mean, it's, that sounds so cool. That's something I would I would just do with, on a Thursday. It helps you with <laughs> any kind of anti-inflammatory. 
Apparently, they put a lot of patients that maybe have had serious surgeries in the hospitals in an oxygen chamber right after. If there's any infections, it'll clear it up. Whoa. But again, man, not for the faint of heart. Yeah, yeah. Now is that now is that something that 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 every woman who goes through this process has to go through, they or don't is it have just to. or is it just because you got the the fat? Um, you don't gland. have to. They like to recommend it because it helps with the healing process quickly. Got it. Got you it. You know any yeah. type like that. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I started doing, and this is definitely a disclaimer, is um, I do take peptides. Peptides are not FDA approved, so you do your own research. I do not recommend them for anyone um, unless you do your own research and you decide to do them. I do them myself. <laughs> yeah. You like that? Yeah. Um, there is a peptide that I actually started taking for the healing process as well, and a lot of athletes take this particular peptide, and it's called BP-157. Okay. BP-157, um, believe it or not, yeah, it's not FDA approved. Um, but some of these, the BP-157 uh, has some amazing positive effects in healing um, on muscles, tendons, um, central nervous system. It helps with any kind of inflammation. Um, it is a great um, profound impact on wound healing, damaged tissue. It stimulates collagen. Um, it, um, wow. It helps with anti-aging effects. Uh, some of the list here is, it says, wound and tissue healing lowers blood pressure, muscle recovery, pain reduction, reduction in fat mass, and that's if you actually put it with another peptide, um, anti-aging and increased well-being. So this, <laughs> you're going to laugh, Jeff, because on the internet, when you actually read about the BP-157, it says, tested in lab rats, you know? <laughs> <laughs> But the effects that they're finding in lab rats is just simply amazing. They just haven't had enough human trials and, you know, things yeah. like that. Peptides are such a huge thing now, you know, and of course they're not FDA approved. And so that's why you have to do your research on them. But I've been taking that on a daily basis. And I really, truly believe that that's why, I mean, my bruising and my wounds and everything has healed like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's been insane how quickly I have healed. That's amazing. So whether I'm a lab rat or not, <laughs> but um, it, yeah, I just, you know, I did. I wanted to go on and, and do a quick little podcast um, of why I was a little MIA during the holiday season, you know. And it's a good reason. Why it's I didn't get reason. to do some podcasting. Yeah. And, okay. I was out of town too, so it's yeah. all good. So it all worked out perfectly. So, yeah, it's just, you know, like I said, ladies, do your research on this, but um, very happy with the results. Uh, some people they've had, like uh, Crystal Hefner was telling me that when she had fat grafting done, mm -hmm. I mean, it was a nightmare for her. Yeah. But, you know, again, it's like, that's why I asked my doctor and I, I actually shared the story, you yeah. know, I was like, hey, this is what happened to my friend. And she said, you know, you just got to make sure that wherever you go, that their safety protocols are completely like up to up to date and you know everything is you know safety for you but yeah yeah so you wasn't be, that big of a deal yeah so all. you'll be seeing dr man again at dr uh, men dr yeah. men so excuse me yeah dr men um at some point maybe absolutely yeah amazing doctor but you know what thank you for listening to the podcast yes this was about my boobs today um and i think the information is some really good information out there that ladies should really take into account and definitely do your research. Ask your doctors how long they've been doing 
you know, their procedures in practice. I mean, Dr. Men, this is her only thing she does. Breasts, that's it. That's her specialty. So I wanted to go to somebody that did the specialty, you know, that didn't do, you know, obviously like, you know, feet, hands, everything else. And all of a sudden they'll just throw in a breast augmentation here and there. <laughs> and, you know, it's yeah. just something that we as, as females, it's like we want everything. If we're really into our bodies and working out and everything, it's like you want this particular part of your body to be just as pretty as the rest that you're yeah, working it's important. your ass off for. Yeah, and it's important. And the physical that you put, the, the physical patterns that you put on your body too, that, that goes into, Absolutely. into everything as well. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's it. And thank you guys for listening to Chillin' with Ice. Jeff, do you have anything else for today? Um, I don't think so. Just can't wait to see everybody in uh, 2024. I you can't wait to see your boobs. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. That I see every day, and I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no, looking forward to 2024. It's going to be awesome. And then we're going to have yeah. some great people. Got some great things coming up as well. And yes, uh, yeah, tune definitely. in, people. Yeah. Don't Thank forget you to so like, much. subscribe, thanks, all the things. Jeff. I know. It's going to be a great 2024. And thanks for listening, everyone. Hope you have a great new year. And if this, I think this will actually air a little bit right after the new year. So you know what? We all are going to have a great 2024. And I'm so excited to share everything with you on Chillin' with Ice. Thank you so much for listening to Chillin' with Ice. And don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe, and share wherever you listen to your podcast. Remember to follow us on Patreon and YouTube at Chillin' With Ice. And on Instagram and TikTok, you can follow me at lori.ice.fetrick. I look forward to chilling with you next time here on Chillin' With Ice. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.